Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And we are Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here today with my co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave. And tonight we have special guest Nick Laramie from Drew Estate with us. Hello. Hello, hello. How's it going? Good. How are you, man? Lovely. And how is everyone else doing here? Paul? Good. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Nick, how about you? Excellent. (laughs) Uh, and dave how are you doing i am doing well brother i am doing well Mm. okay we'll see if we edit that out and we have kendra the potion master with us hello kendra hey guys how are you wonderful things are like crazy upstairs yeah yeah it's our busy season so Mm mm-hmm and we are smoking tonight the Hoya de Nicaragua Antaño Dark Corojo Ponderoso. That's a mouthful. Yep. And this is a full-bodied cigar, and you've brought what to pair with it, oh great potion master. All right, so tis the season for stouts, and barrel, barrel-aged stouts especially. So this one is for those serious beer, beer drinkers, and I know we got some of those in the room. <laughs> so tonight oh, yeah. we have the, Bless the Goose Island Bourbon County Stout, and this oh, is yeah. a... A wonderful dark chocolate stout, and it is a 15.7 ABV. It will smack you right <laughs> in the face, but goes wonderfully with a full-bodied cigar. Mm-hmm. So um, mm. hopefully you guys are going to enjoy it. I know this was a request from one of you, so I think you will. <laughs> Thank you, Kendra. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Kendra. you very much. Thank you very Kendra. much. That's awesome. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. All right. Oh. So, for those of you who may not be in the know, the Antonio Dark Rojo line debuted with Drew Estate in uh, 2007 and uh, has been long known as one of the most powerful cigars on the market, showcasing the power of New England tobacco and high-priming Lajero. New England? Did I say New England? You did. The beer is already taking effect. Showcasing the power of Nicaraguan tobacco. <laughs> Nicaraguan tobacco and high-priming Laero. It's been one of those days. <laughs> All right. Did someone just snort? What was that? Come on now. The Antonio Dark Corona <laughs> is the embodiment of the Nicaraguan power cigar. Uh, New England. Dave, relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> relax. It wasn't oh, that good. funny. No one's laughing. The dark, okay. Everyone's laughing. <laughs> the dark, oily, uh, sealed brown kappa serves as a foreshadowing for the extra full-bodied flavors of its complex and pungent blending of mature, locally cultivated leaves. That's from the solid website. description. That's from the, the Hoyo website there. It's a Nicaraguan Oscuro uh, Corojo wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler. We are smoking the Torpedo. Mm. It's a 6x54. It is the Poderoso, which means what, 
Powerful. Powerful. Oh, powerful. Yes. And uh, so far, mine is burning great. The draw is great. But what are we all picking up on this? Spice. I'm getting that sweetness. And I'm getting leather, too. This is... This is very, 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 very smooth, though. Incredibly mm. smooth. You, you, I, you start to... I've, I've been smoking the Antonio series for a, a number of years. I've never had this one before. And you, you read up about it, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a powerhouse cigar, because on the, on the uh, Hoity Nicaragua website, they gave it out of a f- five... For intense level, yeah. he gave it a six. <laughs> like, all right, it's a six out of five. It's going to be scale. incredible with this beer too. But it's no, it's this is this is incredibly smooth. Um, I got sweetness right off the bat. Mm-hmm. That spice kicks in a little bit, and then the, the leather. Um, I'm waiting for the first third to drop, and then I'm 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 betting this is going to really creep up. Mm. What do you think in there, uh, Nick from Drew Estate? So I get wonderful Furry Nick versus. <laughs> I get wonderfully Nick. malty notes out of it. Wonderfully, mm. like almost a molasses sweetness to it. Yeah. Definitely, I mean, I see where the leather component comes in when mm-hmm. he says that. It's that's spot on. Um, to me, it's just a really rich cigar. It's not for the lightweights. When they say six out of five, it's not like. It's not just an attack on spice. What mm-hmm. it's going to be, though, is it's really not one to power smoke. This is definitely one to take your time and enjoy because it will turn you green. It's definitely got a very... <laughs> very it, high nicotine it's content. It's a very high nicotine content, and it's a very rich smoke. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you're trying to work your way through the first third really fast, you... You're going to need some sugar under the tongue. <laughs> Dave, what are you uh, picking well, up? I got some uh, got some barnyard off the foot before I let it. Oh, that's um, nice. And I got that. Well, uh, as soon as I put it in my mouth, I got like some, uh, like that sweet molasses. That's uh, That was uh, surprising. It was almost like a little, like a little dried fruitiness, kind of like a Virginia or something like that, one, like that too. Um, but now it's, uh, it started off pretty smooth. I mean, it's still pretty smooth, but it was, uh, I don't know, bland, I guess. But now it's it's actually started to come alive for me. And I'm getting, like, that uh, leather and uh, the spice in the retrohale mm. is nice. Because it's, it's like a smooth spice in the retrohale. You're not like, ooh. It's nice. Not like, ooh, spice. Just a smooth spice. Mm. <laughs> well, usually it, like, pings almost like a pepper or something like that. I don't okay. Know what I mean. All right, Nick. What are you picking up without using the word bite? <laughs> <laughs> this has no bite. It's incredibly smooth. Uh, you get a little spice in the retro. Um, that leather comes right off your tongue. It stays mm-hmm. there. Um, a little sweetness. That's it. Just that that deep, leathery sweetness that's there. That's kind of all I'm getting right now. Uh, and the spice on the retro hill, but it's incredibly smooth for mm. a strong cigar. It is incredibly smooth. Mm-hmm. I thought this thing was going to be like full of spice. It was going to smack me in the face, but this thing is. I hope it's a sleeper. I, I really hope it turns up the heat a little bit. But it's a it's an incredibly smooth cigar. Dare you to power smoke it? 
I know. Yeah, I think there's a you know there's a difference between Don't tempt him. strength and body. Marty, join my drink. Yeah. You know, this is this is a right now for me is a medium body cigar, but right. to say a cigar is strong is to talk about the the, the nicotine, nicotine content, and so. Um, you know, kind of like, kind of like the uh, pissed off Kristoff. That has a high nicotine content, but it smokes like a medium-bodied cigar. Mm. So you think you're like, oh, this isn't really big, and then you get to the end of it and you realize you can't stand up. You know, I have a feeling this is going to be the same kind of the same kind of thing. Uh, I don't have a whole lot different to say from what everybody has said. You know, it's incredibly smooth, very creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, deep rich earthy leathery kind of tastes that molasses like sweetness that nick uh talked about i definitely pick up um and it it goes really well with this beer i'm thinking mm. that the beer is a little bit too much for the cigar though a little bit and when we but were... the flavors totally complement it this cigar is really smooth it's creamy smooth and it's got very deep flavors of earth and leather and a sweet kind of molasses undertone like Nick was talking about um, and there's some great spice on the retro um, right now for me it's smoking like a medium bodied like I, I said before but um, uh, and I'm not feeling the nicotine so far but I'm only I'm barely even an inch into this so I, I guess I'm not it's a little bit too early to tell but uh, I am I am expecting to feel something with with the with the uh, website giving it the six out of five, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they obviously think this is something special. Usually, when you try to go to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're like, uh, yep. So Nick, this is uh, uh, is is December like a busy time of year for Drew Estate and you guys? Are you tends doing be, a whole lot or not a whole lot of anything? Tends to be a lot of events. I mean, mm. obviously we have the two here, and then mm-hmm. you know people always the Christmas rush tends to be a pretty busy time, especially for shops. Um, but we our factory shuts down um, on the sixteenth, I believe, or eighteenth, mm. and then f- from there. You know, obviously I'll have events after that until the 20th or so, but the whole company shuts down between Christmas and New Year's. So we kind of have a forced vacation, which is awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, is, awesome. that, is that a good thing? Or? Oh, it's awesome, especially after the month, like mm-hmm. the chaos that I've scheduled myself <laughs> into. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be pretty busy for the next uh, few weeks. Little, what's what's going on there? A little crazy. Got a... Day off tomorrow, and then I fly out to the company meetings in Florida. Mm-hmm. I fly back in time for two events in Rhode Island, and then on that Thursday and Friday, and then that Saturday, I drive up to North Conway, New Hampshire, That's for an event as well. Long drive. Yeah, it was a uh, not the smartest scheduling <laughs> on my own fault. <clears throat> oh my goodness! What are our continuing impressions on this? Cigar. <laughs> Nothing has changed yet. It's still uh, that spice, sweetness, mm. leathery smoothness. Uh, it's it's a very very good, very very rich cigar. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying this. Yep, very rich and creamy. All right, not much with you, Nick. Anything new? 
Rich and creamy. <laughs> That's it, man. It's a, it's a consistent cigar. It's, it's a rich and creamy bite. That's yeah, it is. <laughs> well, there's no bite to this. I haven't felt the strength yet. Um, but like I said, I hope it you know kicks it up a notch. But um, it's it's really tasty. I enjoy well, it. Well, considering mm. that you just finished <clears throat> the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That I finished Bourbon the County Stout. I think delicious. you will feel something soon. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I think the problem is that he isn't feeling anything. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> that could be. That could be one of the issues. Yeah, but we'll we'll find out in the second half. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's uh, going on at Twins. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, holiday special packs and and uh, gift boxes and. Uh, uh, packs of cigars that are available now. Some and killer values in those too. Yeah, there's some really good stuff. They go, you know, th- uh, from twenty nine ninety nine up to about a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Depending on what's in there, and you can get uh, there's mugs filled with cigars that have uh, gift cards in them. There's humidors that have things. Yeah. There's gift boxes with special rare stuff in it. There's a, you know, something for everybody. Even a hand curated pipe box, correct? Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of wonderful things going on here. <laughs> so if you're looking for little stocking stuffers or little extra things for the cigar guy or gal in your life, come down to Twins. We can help you out with that. And then uh, on the other, th- that's going on all month, of course, while we have those uh, in stock. And then December 20th is our next big event, and really our last big thing of the year. And that's the Aladino TV giveaway. Um, We are running a special where every five Aladino cigars you get, you get a raffle ticket to win this 55-inch 4K Roku TV. And it is a fantastic television there. And uh, you buy five cigars, you get one raffle, you get a box... Uh, you get five raffles for the TV, um, which is a great deal because there's 20 cigars in the box. Hmm. So you're getting a, a free, extra. or you're, Bonus getting, you're getting an extra raffle. Bonus you know, entry. Bonus entry. So take advantage of that. and um, Especially uh, that Corojo, man. I think oh, it's so good. The, the uh, Corojo Reservas are so good. And we've got boxes of those number fours, the Corona size. Which is why you got to tap me like that, man. To die for. <laughs> why you got to say that to me? To freaking die for. Oh my god! Make me support the competitor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you're welcome. Cigar. It's it's a great cigar. I I love that cigar. Um, you can stay in touch with Twins on uh, Twin Smoke Shop on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and of course, TwinSmokeShop.com. Now, one of the things that um, is great about working at a place like Twins is that we have this incredible wide selection of cigars to choose from. I I love watching people who've never come into the store before. They walk into the humidor, this thousand square foot, you know, walk-in humidor, and they look around and they just get the deer in the headlight look. They've never seen so many cigars and such a variety of cigars. And that's a great thing to see, you know, that that you have this great selection of stuff. There is something for everybody Mm. here. And that said, one of the realities you have to deal with in a shop like ours 
is that because there are so many great cigars, some great cigars end up getting lost. They end up getting overlooked. And I don't mean lost like you can't find them. I mean they get passed over because you're con- a lot of people are constantly looking for what's new and what's the what what's the exciting thing that's come out, you know, next. And so a lot of great cigars that have been out for a while um, end up getting overlooked. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to smoke the Antonio tonight. Um, you're, you know, you yourself said you've been smoking this line of cigars for a long time on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but have never had this one, mm-hmm. which has been out since 2007. It's been yeah. out for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time you're having it. Yeah. And so, you know... It's it's this is this is a great cigar. If you like a good, stronger strength cigar, but you you know you you like a medium bodied, very smooth, very earthy, very rich kind of cigar, this is a great cigar for you. Mm-hmm. And yet this is it's like a hidden gem in the store. It gets overlooked a lot. And um, Nick. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wanted to, to kind of expand this to, to you because you guys market Hoyo for... Yeah, we've know. been uh, distributing them for 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we partnered up with them because they were like the most traditional of traditional Nicaraguan cigars. They're the oldest mm. cigar company in Nicaragua. Um, they celebrated their 50th anniversary last year. Mm. So this will be their 51st. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the... They keep getting better. It's unbelievable. Mm. When the uh, when their flagship, the the Antonio 1970, came on the market, mm-hmm. it was, at the time, the strongest cigar on the market. Mm. Now, since then, obviously, everybody's made some pretty strong blends. And right. It, ourselves included. So it probably isn't still there, but it's still a Nicaraguan Puro that, you know, in my opinion, is just... I get a lot of floral on the retro hill. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that... I enjoy it every time I smoke it. It's it's kind of one of my go-tos for sure. But in our portfolio, we have such a huge range. I mean, everything from the sweet and infused all the way to the dark Corojo Antonio, which is very, very traditional, Nicaraguan Puro. Like, that's as diverse a selection as you can possibly get. Yes, and, and, and so, you know, just uh, I would imagine... Just like it's hard for um, us to keep, you know, every cigar that's really great on the front line with our customers, it's got to be work for you as well with such an incredibly diverse and wide range of cigars to keep a great cigar like this from getting lost in the pack. How do you, how do you go about doing that? How do you go... From because if, if if the bottom line is if a, if a cigar doesn't sell, it goes away, and that happens enough, mm-hmm. it's no longer produced. So how do you you know here we have this great kind of hidden gem in the store, you know, and so I I guess the question for the the guys, my fellow tobacconists is, how do we deal with that, you know, how do you deal with you know finding a great cigar that we need to get in front of people's face. And then, you know, Nick, you know, how do you deal with this from the distributor level? And, you know, as, as a rep, how do you help keep all of these things from becoming 
forgotten in the pack of everything. Well, for me, a lot of the challenge ends up being people. A lot of people are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your Drew Estate guy that only likes acid. They're only going to want acid. <laughs> and then, you know, I try to, you know, maybe hand him a natural. Maybe hand him one of the, the clean Robustos. You know, maybe have him try, keep stepping them a little bit out of their comfort range, especially when we can do like we do here, where you can mix a box instead of being stuck with. 20 or 24 uh, or 25, whichever the count of the box may be, right. of the same thing, you can always, you know, well, you know, if you like that, maybe you should try this. Mm-hmm. You know, people that love Liga Pravada, I try to steer towards this because I can tell that they'll be able to appreciate a heavier cigar, a bigger flavor, a bolder flavor. Mm-hmm. But And I don't think the nicotine content's really going to kill them. Mm-hmm. But if someone's brand new, I'm not going to throw this in their face. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be a surefire way to get myself fired. <laughs> 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 or lose a customer. And that's the last thing any of us want to do. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody, if you recommend somebody a cigar that they hate, often enough, they're never going to listen to you again. Right. You know, once in a while, you miss. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And if somebody doesn't like something I've recommended, I will definitely try to do my best to replace it with something they will enjoy. Mm. Mm. What do you think, Paul? Well, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm always one that loves the, uh, I hate to use the word underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the humidor, I want to use, I'm going to say that because Hoyer, I love them. Um, I, I do recommend this to clients. Um, because just because of my love of it, um, and specifically what Nick said, they people's are creatures of habit. Yes, and I, it, you're not some some customers you're not going to be able to get off no matter what you say and do, um, but you always find those customers that are willing to take your suggestions. And certainly, if they're looking for like a nice medium full, the full body cigar, the Antonio line is definitely one I would recommend because um, it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, there's other brands too, or other other small uh, lines that kind of get lost in the humidor as well. That I tend to you know shift over to as well because I love them. I know what I'm experiencing with it, and what they tell me they like, uh, I'm I'm going to do that. Versus you know the big the big boys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick, what about you? Um, <clears throat> I guess I guess knowing what we have in the walk-in for mm. one. And always recommending something new because you know if it's a hidden gem, kind of like this, the Antonio brand, mm-hmm. um, some other uh, some other cigars that are not you know widely picked. Um, so what I do is make sure that I know that they're there one that we have them and smoke them and see what they taste like. So I know firsthand, you know, if a guy's coming in and he wants a light cigar. And, you know, I ask him, are you looking for something new? You want something, you want to try something different? Go to that one cigar that I know he hasn't tried. So, you know, I just kind of bring out the ones that are not bought. You know what I mean? That they always, if you know the customer and he always goes to Liga or he always goes to uh, Romeo and Juliet's, you kind of know what he likes. You can kind of bring those jewels, those... uh hidden gems out and kind of you know recommend it be like hey you should try this this is what you're going to get on the taste it's a really nice finish it's a light cigar or a medium or a strong body or whatever you like and present it to them because 
you know, we are very fortunate that we have over 20,000 cigars in our walk-in. It's, Im- it's immense. It's crazy. You can get lost in there. You know? I do all the time. There you go. You can spend an hour in there and not look at the same cigar twice. You know what I mean, and we're very lucky that you know Kurt has you know had this walk, has this walking for us and for the customers, but know what we have in stock and bring it out to the customer and be like, hey, you need to try this. This is a great cigar. You know, you may not know what it is, but I do. You trust me? Buy it and smoke it. You'll love it. Well, you know, basically what I'm hearing, and and I, I agree with this, is that it really a lot of times comes down to the relationship building that you have with the people you know it's it's for you nick it's you know knowing us Mm -hmm. you know and for us it's knowing our customers correct and um like you said nick <laughs> All right, uh, Nick with the hat. We could do that's shade. Our, yeah, Nick we could do shade and sun grow. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, Nick I'm more of a dark corojo. So, yeah, you call me sun grown Nick. Sun grown Nick to Maduro Nick. Well, no, that's Pablo salt Maduro. And yeah, sun, salt and pepper. Sun grown Nick. <laughs> oh my gosh you know you made a great point and that is how important it is for us to know yeah. as, as tobacconists what's in the humidor and you know to to then take that knowledge and put it with what we know of the customer and and to and that requires having a good enough relationship with them that they're going to trust you right yeah. to try something that they haven't done you know uh and and that does it it takes trust to do that you know, if you just throw something out there, chances are the person's just going to go with what they know. Right. But if they know you and like you and trust you uh, and your palate, then you know there there's a chance that they'll they'll uh, go for it. Right. Absolutely. You know, um, that's some good stuff. This is this is a. I, I'm feeling, I think, the strength of this cigar. Yes. Now. Yes, I mm-hmm. do. It's, you know, as far as the flavors are going, my eyes it's are been, wide open. It's been, it's been very consistent. Yes. You know, and and uh, I'm not really getting any changes at all. Smooth, creamy, earthy, leathery, that molasses kind of sweetness there, which is totally pairing with the beer. Um, I can't remember the name of the beer. What's the name of the beer again? The Goose Island Bourbon, Bourbon County. County Stout. Yeah. Yes, Bourbon Island. County Stout. Yes. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It is great stuff. Is yes. anybody else getting like a citrus tang from it? From no. what the cigar or the other drink? I, I don't know. I think it, it could must be the pairing. Be the actually, it might, be, pairing. it might be coming from the pairing. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely getting picking up on some of that for sure. Because mm. they get it when I take a draw of the cigar, but. I'm pretty sure I'm getting it because of the pairing. Yeah, I'm not. I I, I I'm getting like a little sour note. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, not, about, little, I'm not. I'm not sure I would use citrus. No, no. Your 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 burbage is. Better. I don't think it, my burbage. burbage. Uh, your burbage. <laughs> I don't think it's coming. I don't think it. I, I think you're right. I don't think it's coming from the drink, um, because I'm finished. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Now I'm finished. Um, but I think oh I think it's coming from the cigar. You get a little bit of soury 
a, almost a little sour sweetness in there. A little mm. bit. Would you call it a bite? No, I would not. Absolutely. <laughs> this, cigar, yeah. this cigar has no bite, no bite, which is very pleasant. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah, I kind of, not smoking this before Dude, in the that past. That ash is holding on amazing, too. Isn't it? Mm. The construction mm. is amazing. Such Someone nice needs to take ash. a picture of this. But anyways, not smoking nice this ash. particular cigar in the past. <laughs> Seeing that on the band, it says Dark Rojo, and the website says 6 out of 5, and everything of that nature. I thought it was going to be like a spice bomb, um, knowing that it's Nicaraguan. I thought it was going to have this crazy bite, um, and it's not. It completely went, you know, did a 180 of what I thought it was going to be like, and it it's very pleasant, very consistent. The construction is on point. I have about a two-inch ash on it, um, and it's holding strong, and it's just an incredibly smooth cigar. Mm. I haven't really felt the the hit of the nicotine yet. Hopefully, I do in the next ten minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a great cigar, man. No, it's a great I cigar. It. I love this. It's hard cigar. when your blood already is nicotine. That's true. Whole <laughs> <laughs> sun grown over there. What could you say, Maduro? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what are our final thoughts on this uh, cigar? The Antonio Dark Rojo Ponderoso. The powerful. Powerful. Mm. Powerful cigar. It is so smooth, and it, that sour thing that we're getting is really good. I love it. It's not not, not at all common. Um, it is definitely powerful. My eyes are wide open. Um, this is fantastic. Two thumbs up for me. Yeah, this, is, uh, this, this surprised me. Hmm. Uh, I was like Nick was saying. I, I was really anticipating a uh, a much more powerful cigar in terms of just in your face, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I think we were kind of looking at this beer as mm-hmm. being a a complement to that because it was going to be uh, a full frontal assault. <laughs> 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 but and uh, and pleasantly in, surprised. I am. Dave, thank you. I am very pleasantly surprised. This is an incredibly smooth. Uh, uh, the sweetness has kind of dissipated a little bit. Okay. Uh, the leather is definitely picking up. I'm picking up more of that um, spice, um, and uh, but it's it's so well uh, balanced and and what a great construction. I'm I'm loving this. I'm absolutely giving this two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for me. Like I said, it's. It was something that I thought was just going to be like crazy, spicy, almost in relation to the Whiskey Rebellion from Romacraft. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be on that par, not mm-hmm. exactly the same, but something that was going to be like really in your face. And I had to like put it down and take my time. But this is something that for me, that it's very easy going. The strength, I'm starting to feel it now a little bit coming on, scrolling in there. Um, but it's really nice and smooth. It's incredibly smooth. And two thumbs up. I'm definitely going to you know, recommend this in the future to anybody that's looking for a, a full body smoke. Yeah, ditto for me. Two thumbs up. Great, great cigar. Great flavor. Great consistency. The burn has been great on everybody's stick. Um, Nick has this incredible ash going there. Um, you know, it, it is... I'm definitely feeling groovy (laughs) (laughs) from the the nicotine there. But, you know, there's 
nothing on the palate that's really overwhelming about the cigar. The flavors are rich. The flavors are, you know, nice and full, but they're not overwhelming. You know, I think, you know, you you mentioned the uh, Whiskey Rebellion by Roma Craft. Right, yeah. Mm. Very spicy, very strong flavors. These are rich, but not strong yeah does that make sense savory yeah 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 and uh really wonderful cigar i totally recommend it and if you've got this in Mm. your humidor you know or you know your your cigar shop has it if you are elsewhere in the world outside of the uh uh twins arena you know pick one of these up it's you won't be disappointed it is a great great cigar i also wanted to throw out there that played in nicaragua does have a holiday photo contest going on on their instagram so if you take a picture holiday picture with any of their products you know snap it with your family family mm-hmm. tree all that stuff you know elf on the shelf holiday yeah elf on the shelf smoking a dark Corojo. that'd be interesting you know <laughs> I'm sure, sure a lot of people will be mad about that, but hey. <laughs> but uh, ta- if you tag them at Hoya Cigars and tag a couple of your friends in, you could win an autographed 50th anniversary book from them, and mm. that's sweet. Some other swag, sweet swag. <laughs> All right, we are back for our pipe tobacco review, and that review is going to be of the iconic pipe tobacco, Three Nuns. This blend was first uh, introduced in Glasgow, Scotland, by J and F Bell over a hundred years ago, and um, uh, there are very few tobaccos that are still in production that are that old. Um, Right now on the website, uh, this is manufactured by McBaron, uh, and it says on the website, quote, a carefully selected Virginia leaf is the wrapper leaf of this spun tobacco. The spun rope contains tobaccos from four continents. Hmm. The center of each roll cake is a variety of dark dark fired Kentucky, which adds a slight smoky note to the blend. This in combination with the natural sweet Virginia tobaccos guarantees a unique smoke, unquote. Uh, this is manufactured by McBaron. It's a Virginia Burley blend, dark fired Kentucky and Virginia. There's no casing. It is a um, uh, coin cut. And um, Kendra, the undisputed potion master of the 724 Lounge, <laughs> is back with a very special winter pairing for mm. this tasty tobacco. What? have you brought it is a very pretty thing it is yeah Uh, i chose for you guys a new york sour so Mm. that's a classic whiskey sour with a float of red wine so i used maker's mark uh, fresh lemon juice simple syrup um egg white and Mm. then i i did a float of uh cabernet sauvignon on the top Wow. Mm. So I, I... Impressive. Yeah, it, it's very nice. And I think based off of the, the notes on this tobacco that it should pair really nice. Mm-hmm. What's our first thoughts on that? Subtle sweetness. Delicious. 
you think the pairing works? It, yes, very, very much so. It's yep. bringing out more of the uh, mm. the uh, the fruit flavors of this tobacco. Mm. Of the Virginias, yeah. Yes. It's kicking it. It's really good. The uh, the Virginias are very smooth. It's got a little uh, little tang to it, and the uh, that little bit of wine in the in the drink is like kind of snapping that out. Um, Definitely, it's yeah. fantastic. Oh. What a masterpiece. Good job, Potion Master. Masterpiece. I like that. The yeah. masterpiece of the Potion Master. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> there it is. All right. Enjoy, guys. Thank Thanks, you, Sandra. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. Um, what are we picking up from the pipe tobacco here? Just that uh, right, up, right off the bat, that dried fruit flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, love unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. The are just just pronounced on my palate right now. Nick get, from Drew. Getting tons of floral essences out of yes. it. Yes. Like especially on the initial light, just just a mouthful of flowers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so on good. the retro too. Yeah, on the retro hail as well. Mm. Such a good drink. There's a there's a smokiness to this. Um, you know, a real oh. kind of smoky flavor. Yes. And uh, very woody. Mm-hmm spicy um those uh kind of deep stewed fruit mm, notes from the virginias is yep. definitely there and that plays really well with the wine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really really nice there's almost like this kind of raisiny spice to it too yeah i get um sweet tartiness in there exactly you get um so with the with the pipe tobacco you get like that oaky little woody spice um mm. a little like campfireness in there um but the sweetness comes off that what you hate that campfireness that's that's, that campfire-ness? A, that's a stricken word stricken, <laughs> oh, it's stricken. stricken from the record campfireness can't you campfire campfire um so like a smoky a smokiness but that sweet tartiness mm. and then with the sip of the the cocktail mm. is incredible because it just it's seamless mm. right it's the transition between them both is just incredible because you get that nice crisp cool of the sweetness of the drink and mm. the pipe tobacco is just and is really nice the the rich flavors i'm getting on the retro hail is just unbelievable mm. this is probably one of the one of the best tobaccos no, I'm not yeah. going down that road. <laughs> Number one I'm again, not, folks. I'm, Here it I'm is. It's the best tobacco I've ever had. For the retro hail. <laughs> For the retro hail. No, this is this is a. It v- is a great retro. The, the retro hail is very rich. This is, like I said, this is probably one of the best retro hail tobaccos I've had in the 17 episodes that we've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, 16. No, it's, it's 17. Well, I mean, yeah. Sorry, 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 last 16. Week. No, sorry <laughs> 16. I don't think he said anything 16, like that last 15, week. 14, 13, 12. So on, so forth. Is, no, is, no, we were talking before about, you know, hidden gems. Mm-hmm. Or, or would this pipe tobacco be considered a hidden gem? It, it is in our store. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, is, this has been a very popular very well-loved pipe tobacco for a very long time. And like we've talked about, um, this was actually started um, 
by the man who originally blended this, you know, well, J and F Bell, so two people. It's called Bell's Three Nuns. Um, in around 1890, I mean, this this has been around forever, you know. Ever, um, ever. You know, mm. now in our in our. I couldn't leave you. Yeah, out yeah, all right, baby. I love it. I love it. Um, as far yeah. as 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 the tin selection, we have 70, 75 different tins available here at Twins, and um, this is one of this is one of the hidden gems. If you look at sales on this, this is a really really great tobacco, um, but people are really you know what's the latest small batch from Cornell and Deal mm-hmm. or the latest christmas blend you know or, yeah you know well, st- or what came out at icp pca or whatever the we're C- calling cna it now. now isn't it called something like that or PCA. pca pca sorry pca um but this is you know what i mean everybody comes in and you know they want the new stuff they want the new great tasting things mm-hmm. this is something that's been around for a long time and it's it's an incredible blend it's yeah, so it good mm-hmm. and it's you know what I mean? It's definitely a hidden gem in the in the industry. I, I think this pipe tobacco is more what you all were expecting yeah. from the cigar. Really kind of very strong flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is a very full-bodied tobacco, whereas the cigar was more medium-bodied, but had tons of nicotine to it. It did, yeah. You know. The yeah. nic- this That's is kind of the reverse. The the nicotine content on this is more the mild to medium. Yeah. And but the the body is medium plus to full. Would you would you agree? Absolutely. I, I concur. <laughs> what do you, what do you think, Paul? You're you're like looking at him like you think he has three heads. He's too busy no, smoking. No, no I'm, I'm am I wrong? I'm just though? wondering because we've had a strong cigar, a strong beer, a strong bodied. Cigar, uh, to pipe tobacco, and uh, I don't know really what to expect. This drink is so good; I'm almost finished with it. Oh yeah, I don't know what to expect in terms of the effort so, of this. Basically, so, basically, you no longer trust yourself. <laughs> you no longer trust yourself to know yes, I'm, I'm second guessing what the facts. Right now, what the faster. facts are. Yeah. I'm, I'm second is guessing. It, you're blinking more than normal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My knee's starting to move now, too. Which, which, which is amazing, because Paul never blinks. It's, the, <laughs> it's yeah. that dark Rojo kick, baby. Um, <laughs> does anybody no. get a little bit... I know before Kendra got on the mic, she was saying how she makes mm-hmm. this drink uh, traditionally, and she said she used egg whites. Uh, some egg whites. Can anybody pick up... The chicken? The, no, not the chicken. <laughs> what the um, clock, Dave? The egg white creaminess in there. Can anybody pick that up? Because I yeah, the egg white so, creaminess. Yeah, yeah so like definitely. almost like that that in silky. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like a <laughs> uh, texture. Uh, like almost a. I was gonna say a, a, a 
uh, like almost an elastic. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> cut that out, bro. <laughs> like, Make sure you capture that. <laughs> no, Dave. don't cut. Don't, don't capture <laughs> that, dude. Can anyone else taste the elastic? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it's that way. I mean, because it's very obvious to me. <laughs> the texture. Right? Yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking for. about. Like, like that yeah. egg texture. Someone yeah. just sneezed into my drink. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting though. he's getting tons of elastic. He doesn't know why. <laughs> 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 Drinks really great. Tobacco's really great. Moving on. <laughs> and Dude, this is we gonna... thank you, Jesus, that we are moving. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Praise the three nuns. <laughs> Hallelujah! Now, now um, White Nick or Salt <laughs> Salty Nick? What are you uh, picking up from this tobacco here? This is one of the, the things we love about Abner. <laughs> Nick Laramie on the show with us is that he not only is he a great cigar guy, but he loves pipes too. Mm. So I, I I'm really anxious to know what he's picking up from this. Viewer discretion is advised. You know, like I like I said, I'm still getting a lot of floral notes, especially on the retro hill. Um, I'm not picking up much of the campfire that you guys are talking about, and I don't know. Why? Why they use I? they use they use campfire. <laughs> I don't know why. Paul and Nick I use campfire in a very different I way. I have used campfire in several weeks. I don't know why campfireiness is not catching my palate at all. Because I mean, you know, I'm familiar with fire cured tobaccos because we have a cigar there's a with smokiness those in it. to it, but, but it's not, not a campfire kind of taste. Well, I'm not getting much of the fire cured out of it right, right now, mm. and then maybe that's maybe it's my palate. From having several cigars today, but I'm mm-hmm. not picking up that element. How about like burnt wood at all? <laughs> Which would be, <laughs> would be a campfire. <laughs> well, I don't mean. I don't mean so, oh, let me let me clarify. Just lick that log, man. Let me clarify this. Let me clarify. So campfire for me is like peatiness that you would get from like Lagavulin and um, Ogbeg and stuff like that. Like that okay. for me, that's more of smoky campfireness. So for me, when I say more like burnt wood, is something that like maybe like you take out of the fire or it you know falls out of the fire. You get like that, almost that charry kind of. Yes, exactly. Like Char-char. a charred barrel, almost. Mm-hmm. And that's what okay. I pick up versus peaty smokiness that you would get from like the Kalinok cigar or uh, Lagavulin. Well, can you just say that then? I'm sorry. Well, I'm getting a mouthfeel <laughs> for our listeners. I wanted to make it clear. So that's what I get. Okay. Fair okay. enough. See, and, and I'm not picking much of that up. And again, okay. it just might be my palate. Mm. Yeah, the finish for me is like charged barrel. Yeah. And, that, like that. and that's exactly what I get to. Mm-hmm. I love the retro hail on this ball. I'm, so, I'm with you it's on that. So it's so rich. It's, it's it really deep, is. It's very is... nice. It's just the right amount of spice, but yeah. it's very. Deep dark wood mm. earth kind of flavors yes. to it. It's very mm. very nice. Oh. Um, I think the thing that makes this particular this New York sour go so well with this it is the the Cabernet. So it was a Cabernet Sauvignon, right? Yeah, correct. Yep, and that just pairs so well mm. with the Virginias in here, and I mm. think the bourbon plays great with the burly and so i think it's just a great great pairing and the the egg white you know pr- does make this nice smooth silky smooth kind does, of yeah. layer to the to the drink 
and I think that kind of smooths out some of the um, so, some of what a dry red like a cabernet mm-hmm. tends to be on the drier side mm-hmm. so it definitely does I hear what you're saying there it kind of smooths out the rough edges but oh, even the, that oh, even that too so what I'm what I'm also getting too and and to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about the floral notes is that in here I am starting to get a little bit of the floral notes but it also complements the maybe some of the floral notes in where in the drink where the wine kind of you know, right at the end of your of uh, your sip there, it plays into that floral note where it's like almost uh, sweet and soury, that tartiness that plays in there, and it kind of brings out the floral notes in the tobacco, and it's really, really pleasant. Mm. Mm. Now, let me talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on pipe-wise here at Twins. Uh, this coming Saturday, December 14th, is going to be a big pipe day at Twins. We have a Peterson Pipe Show from 12 to 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Mormar from Laudisi Distribution Group, uh, who is the U.S. distributor of Peterson Pipes, is going to be here. And uh, that's going to be a great, great day. Uh, there's going to be literally around 100 pipes that we don't normally carry in the store. Uh, he's also going to be bringing some tobaccos that we don't normally uh, have here in the shop. And uh, all of those are going to be available and be on sale. Um, so come on down anytime between 12 and 4. It's going to be a great, great time. Uh, also, uh, between now and Christmas, um, we're going to be doing a special on all of the uh, Samuel Gawith tins that we have. Mm. Uh, those are all for this season going to be 20% off. Wow. That is a really cool deal. This stuff is very hard to get, very hard to find, and um, we want to spread a little of the Christmas cheer by letting you get that at a really good deal. So 20% off from between now and Christmas on the Samuel Gawath here at Twins. You can follow uh, uh, what's going on pipe-wise here at Twins by following Twins Pipe Club on our Facebook page and on Instagram at Twins Pipe Club. Now, this tobacco, Three Nuns, when it was originally blended, was a, was a Virginia Perique blend. Hmm. Okay. And um, uh, it was a favorite among... Uh, it was a very big favorite in, in Britain and some very famous people like C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien. This was one of their favorite pipe tobaccos. Um, but it's changed as the tobacco has kind of changed hands throughout the years. Um, between 1919 and 1990, British American Tobacco owned this. And it was a Virginia Perique blend during that time. Uh, in 1990, it was taken on by Scandinavian Tobacco Group and put out by Orlick. And between them and then and 2013, um, the blend changed to be dark-fired Kentucky and Virginia. And in 2013, when McBaron uh, got the rights to sell this from uh, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, they kept that recipe, and the, 
legally had to um, with whatever deal they made with them was. Um, why that change? You know, Perique and Darkfire in Kentucky are very different, different things. Universes. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of people who were um, wondering why that happened. As, as near as I can tell, in the mid to late 1990s and into the mid 2000s, you know, Perique was, you know, both the quality and quantity of what was available was fluctuating. So the quality wasn't that great. The quantity of what was available that was good wasn't that great. And so maybe that was a reason they switched because they were seeing that getting that quality of stuff wasn't going to be available. But for whatever reason, it changed. And while, so we can make this judgment on what this is from McBaron, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is dark fired Kentucky and Virginia. But while the blend has been around for 100, 100 years, this is not what C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien were smoking. They were smoking a whole a different blend, let alone made by a different company, right? But um, that that led me to, to think about, and this is something I, I wanted to talk about, um, how the blends changing hands whether it be in pipe tobacco or in cigars has changed things is has that been more of a positive thing has it been more a negative thing is it a mixed bag um uh, how has it affected the brands that have changed hands um, I'm thinking, you know, along pipe tobacco, one of the things that's going on right now, and this isn't quite the same thing, but Dunhill has gotten out of the tobacco-making business. And so um, now um, those Dunhill brands were taken over um, by um, Scandinavian Tobacco Group and are now put under the Peterson name, Right. And it happens, it so happens that Scandinavian Tobacco Group had been producing Dunhill tobacco for them for like the last decade and a half. (laughs) And so the only thing that has really changed is the name Dunhill has been replaced with the name Peterson. So it's not only the same tobacco from the same farms, from the same people who've been making it for the last 15 years, but it's in the same tin. And the same label from the same company, but everything is the same except the name. Yet people are, I'm hearing, are swearing something has changed. It's not the same thing, you know. Um, and is there is there a, a, any truth behind that? In the cigar world, uh, you, you think of uh, La Gloria Cabana when that came out, you know, in the early 2000s. What a fantastic cigar! And then. General took over that, and the cigar definitely changed. It wasn't the same thing anymore. Same thing happened uh, with uh, Camacho. You know, the Aroa family produced that again in the early 2000s and then sold the the brand to Mm -hmm. Davidoff. And now Davidoff uses their own Honduran tobacco to make those cigars. And it's a very different animal from what that was. What's... What's a, what's your guys' take on how this works? 
taking one brand and passing it along from one company to another? Does it end up hurting it? Does it end up, is it just something new that comes out? You know, you know, in this case, I think this is a really good pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have no idea what the original was, but this is really good stuff. And if you're upset that it doesn't have Perique in it, I think you're missing out if you're not trying it. That said, I think this is its own animal. You got to judge it on its own merits. Thoughts? I think uh, I think change can be good and change can be bad, but I think the important uh, change in itself is important um, from like a, a negative or positive uh, impact. Uh, you'll have innovation. And new things will come about because of it, because somebody will be either upset or they won't like it, and they'll try something new, and then you have something even better that comes out of it. Um, so that, that's what I think about it. I, I'm I'm all for it. it. It's too bad you don't have Lewis and Tolkien here to yeah. tell us <laughs> here, right? what the tobacco tasted like to them versus what we're tasting right now. Mm. Um, for our own from my own world here, I, I used to be very big into the Lagori Cubanas about you know a decade and a half ago, and uh, I stopped smoking them. And, and at the time, I really didn't know why until I found out that it was purchased <laughs> by you know General. And then I realized that well, they must have changed something. And uh, it just it took, so I think if you if you were around back then and really enjoyed the cigars. And knew what you why you enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. You may not. I would feel you're probably not going to enjoy them as much today. Uh, that's my feeling. I I can't believe I'm not the, I'm the only one. You have anything to say, Nick? Well, I'm. I I've smoked the La Glorias before they, you know, they got sold, uh, before the brand got sold to General, and the old ones were, the, in my opinion, whether they had a little bit more flavor now the not to take anything away from from the line because we still have i still smoke them and a lot of people come in and still buy them even though you know what i mean i think in my personal my personal opinion and you know paul uh said it that the blend has changed whether they're using um uh, different seeds or you know transplanting them in different you know fields and different soil and the soil is changing them somehow um but the old ones were the best and you know what i mean but it's all in perspective because if, if you get somebody that you know smoking them now and they haven't had the ones before then they, those they're gonna think those ones are great mm-hmm. without smoking the last ones you know what i mean so you know sometimes change is good sometimes change is is you know not good but I personally think that, you know, it's, you know, if they can keep the old blend, keep the old blend. It was it was a hit back then, and, you know, it's still a good cigar today, in, in my eyes, you know what I mean? So, the old ones were the best. Those things were phenomenal cigars when EP was, was rolling them. Um, but they're still yeah, a good really cigar today. The they're, map, yeah. they're, they're a different cigar, obviously, but, you know... Sometimes change is good, and you know sometimes they don't have any control of that. You know what I mean. Sometimes they just got to grow the plant and you know cultivate it and you know roll it, and they have the product, and that's that's the way it is. You know what I mean? Well, I I think when when uh, um, General bought 
LaGloria, I think, you know, they started using their own mm-hmm. tobacco. I don't think they were using the same the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they didn't use the same rollers. Um, uh, they used their own uh, when they when they bought that. Um, I so I think it, I think it's more than just you know the plant changing over time. I think I think they really did change some stuff up. But I I, I think that happens. It's it a natural be, thing in the business. It could be a combination of all of that though. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you're using an agricultural product, there's going to be a difference between not, within the same year within within each yield, each plant's going to get a different amount of sunlight. Each plant's going to get a different amount of fertilizer, a different amount. I mean, you can do it to a science to a point. Right. But there's a lot of stuff that you can't control. (coughs) And some of that's going to show through. That's why, you know, when you find a cigar you love, you should probably buy a lot of them now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people will always say, oh, I liked this one better. Well, okay. That's the vintage you like. You know, obviously we're going to blend and re-blend cigars to try to make it the exact same as it was in the quality control area but there's a lot of things you can't control mm-hmm. and and some of that I think to that end with a pipe tobacco blend changes like this maybe they just didn't have access to Perique you know maybe the company that bought it literally was going well we bought this blend what do we do with it mm-hmm. like we have the name we have this history rich blend what do we have that if if not something different or comparable at least will be something interesting and good as well yeah from what i was able to ascertain the the history of this blend is it outrageously complicated and what we've presented here is a extremely simplified version of, yeah. of what i was able to find you know uh on it but it it seems like that is the the thing that really kind of makes the most sense is that you know there was this period in time when and we all we've talked about it a couple of times before on the show perique you know isn't a tobacco that's grown it's a process that tobacco is put through that lasts nine months and you never know what's going to come out on the other side for some of the very same things you were saying you know depending on the the cold and the moisture in the air and the the barrels that it's in and you you just don't know what you're going to get and for a long period of time the quality and quantity sucked and well, so you and know people the- were looking for you know i'm sure that, that this played a big part in it you know we we need something that we have a little bit more control over yeah to, to keep this good and while I would love at some point to be able to put this up against you know one of those Virginia Preak versions of Three Nuns just so that I could taste the difference mm-hmm. this on its own is really really good yeah mm-hmm. good. Yep. absolutely and, yeah. that, and again that's part of the perspective like we could talk about the old Ligorias mm-hmm. and talk about that blend which was incredible yeah and and everybody almost that's one of the few things cigar smokers will all agree is the old glorias were amazing yeah like almost everybody that smoked them will say i loved it i think it's also like a just a testament of like who was doing it um 
sometimes when someone <clears throat> passes on, that's like the end of something because nobody else can do it the way they did it. You know, there's a uniqueness that comes from an individual doing it. And sometimes things can be lost that way. I think another thing is, uh, like when we were talking before about uh, in an earlier episode about, you know, whiskey blending, you know, what it takes to get that same taste year after year after year and how many different, you know, how much blending actually has to go in to make it, to keep that taste consistent. Mm. Sometimes, you know, uh, it probably just can't happen, you know. So, I mean, one of the most amazing things to me is is uh padrones like i don't know how they keep them so consistent year after year after year after year yeah. after year but but uh, imagine if padrones sold out yeah we'd never, company, be, the same. We'd never well, be the we'd same never be the same because because, be the same. because they, they they right they have the control of yeah it. but that's they what i was it's know. like they're imagine if you know if their main family like suddenly like died in like a plane crash god forbid or something like that and like all that like it's like, it's kind of like when I when I was learning to make pie, there were things I couldn't get it right, and until I saw how my mom made it, I wasn't able to recreate it because there were things that were not in the recipe mm-hmm. that were just done as an afterthought, and those are so easily lost, you know, when you're doing something that's handcrafted. Um, Oh, that's that's a great point, Dave. There's there's definitely a lot of secrecy about how these things are produced. I know that when you say, you know, whether it be, you know, the cigar world, you say, you know, for, for the cigar we smoke today, it's a Nicaraguan Oscuro Corojo wrapper, Nicaraguan binder filler. It, that sounds so easy. But the the particular primings, the particular region, the particular way that it's put together um the, the age as the, it were. the recipe as it were is a it is never going to be straight out talked about um and in in researching you know the history of this because this, this is something i knew it was gonna it would be of interest to people who you know were into this uh particular pipe tobacco the the documents you see of these companies talking about handing it from one place to the next, all of these secret things and codes and, and, uh, you know, um, uh, initials for things that aren't necessarily ever explained, you know, you, you don't know how they did. I mean, the, a great example, of this is McClellan, McClellan pipe tobacco, um, they produced, you know, Frog, Frog Morton. Was and a, Frog, those people, it was a very small group of people, you know, and and they did tobacco in ways that other people just have not been able to reproduce. Um, Samuel Gawith is another great example. They have the machines that they're using are, you know, hundreds of years old because they can't reproduce the effects with modern tech. They don't know what makes it work. They just know it works on this machine and it can't get that same kind of effect on anything else. So yeah, when you change companies, even if you're using the same tobacco, if the way you're putting mm-hmm. stuff together changes, it can it can change everything. In, in the food world, uh, 
and I'll just use this as, as an analogy. If ever anyone here have a pizzeria Regina from the North End, a pizza? I have not, no. Okay, so that goes back a long time ago. Mm. They've got tiles inside their oven that go back over 100 years. Mm. But they, they franchise that out to malls. Mm-hmm. So a pizza at Pizzeria Regina in the North End is going to be completely different than a mm. Pizzeria Regina that you get at the Burlington Mall. Yeah. Because there's no recreating that oven with the tiles. Mm. They treat it differently. They, they handle it differently. They cook it differently. So it, it's, it's, again, it's, a li- it's different. But my point being is you can't, once you, once you lose that touch, once you lose that the ability to control that, that environment then you lose you well, lose you, it you also have all that all those years and when you're talking about pizza and you're talking about food like kind of like almost you know you're using a stone you know what i mean when you're cooking it's yeah. the same it's the same thing after you use that stone a, a hundred times that stone that you're cooking with has uh you know set and absorb everything that you cooked on it so that whatever you cook on that stone is going to taste completely different from something that you you know you buy right off the shelf and you start cooking with it immediately it you know if you're cooking the same thing side by side and you're using a brand new stone or you're using one that's a hundred years old it's going to be completely different everything that you baked in there all of the nutrients and everything in the stone the stone captures it and and holds it in when you bake with that everything as all all the nutrients and everything go into that product mm-hmm. and it's the same way and it it's crazy <laughs> so what is our final verdict on three nuns by mcbaron fantastico <laughs> three thumbs up for three nuns mm. dave do you want to expand on that I like the way the uh, I lo- I'm I'm a big fan of Virginia's. So just the dried raisin, dried fruit uh, that I get from it, with that uh, char barrelness, uh, the the retro hail, how smooth it is. Um, it's it's just absolutely wonderful. Love it. It's a very rich, flavorful, smoky. A little spicy. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. Um, I'm I'm absolutely. I think this is the best to me, the best retro hailed tobacco that I've had. Overall, it's a fantastic tobacco. Mm. It really is. It's it's certainly now one of my favorites. I, I will definitely get a ten of this. Nick, the richness on this, and like you guys are saying on the on the retro hail is intense. Mm-hmm. It's you know. Taking it in and on your palate, it's very subtle, but when you retrohale it, the richness just comes alive. And it's not a strong tobacco uh, by far. I'd say maybe medium on the strength, but um, it's it's super rich, very approachable, very flavorful, and it's super smooth. It's, mm. it's incredible smoke. I'd definitely give it two thumbs up for me. Yeah, this is... This is uh... This is a big one for me too. I I still love this. Like I said, I don't have any way to compare this to the earlier blends, but this particular thing has been around at least since 2013 and I'm glad it's here. This is a great tobacco and if you like the Virginia Burley blends, I think you're going to really really enjoy this. Um 
lots of deep woody earthy notes there's a little you know this nice underlying sweetness from the virginias it's very smooth and the retrohale is just fantastic it's just got this little bit of spice to it it's a uh, very rich and man kendra nailed it <laughs> knocked it with out this the park drink. ocean master this this new york sour was just amazing excellent with this tobacco i'm definitely going to be writing this down as like a favorite pairing of mine. oh yes yeah that was this, so good sure. this Absolutely. was just amazing that great stuff the tardiness that you get right at the end is mm-hmm. incredible it's see, see that's why she's a an award-winning bartender yep yep she's not just a pretty face she's a hell of a mixologist hell yeah she is mm. a hell of a mixologist yeah, my my tobacco is basically gone. It's all yep. I, yep. the bottom of my pipe is hot. Yeah, you know, mine's it's, gone. It's ash. I think I'm smoking a hole in my pipe, <laughs> but uh, we'll continue. Nick, thank you for being with us today. You're thanks, welcome. Thanks for staying through the pipe section too. You're welcome, yeah, of course, my, man. Thanks my, for having oh, me. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I'm sorry. No, you're always here, Nick. <laughs> that I am. <laughs> so salt, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for being here with us. Well, there that was an awkward way to end the show, but there it is. <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thank you for listening, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke.